George FC is ready for their upcoming match. Simply stunning stuff. Let's get you up to date with Anthony Urcioli and Match Day Preview on the Forge Audio Network. Hey, Forge fans. I'm Anthony Urcioli. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the Match Day Preview. Your Forge FC on the road taking on Cavalry FC. Nine o'clock at Foothills County, uh, in Foothills County at the Adco Stadium. And this match was, um, it was, there was a lot of hype a couple of weeks back when Forge was taking on Calvary, two weeks back now, and the match was in Calvary, and I think that side was looking at that matchup against Forge as a turning point in the season. Things hadn't been going as well, they were enjoying being at the top of the table, it was a dominant run for Calvary for, uh, you know, a big chunk of that first half of the season, and then things fell off. And they were looking at that matchup against Forge as a way to kind of right the ship, regain some of that dominance they've, they've shown. And what better way to do it than to beat the most informed club in the Canadian Premier League, uh, which was true at the time and is even more true now of, of Forge FC. And also, if you're Cavalry, you know, the rivalry is there. We're going to talk to um, Todd Saloff, who is the editor at the Calgary Sun and the Calgary Herald. He covers Calvary FC. We've spoken to him before about uh, not just Calvary, but that rivalry with Forge. It's been played down a bit by the players, coaches. Uh, I'm not accusing them of not being truthful. Maybe they do believe that. But I think as fans, it is absolutely the rivalry for Forge FC. You just, you know, two kind of, not necessarily opposite sides of the country, but... Two very different parts of the country. You have uh, Tommy Weldon Jr. and Bobby Smirniotis, the two coaches who, you know, started, really gained notoriety through the um, the youth and the semi-pro ranks with the programs, whether it's Sigma or whether it's uh, Foothills out in Alberta. And they ended up creating these feeder teams and programs that feed into their pro club. There's a lot of just parallels. And then they meet in, of course, that first ever final, which went to, to Forge. That was one in in Calgary, and it just the, the rivalry is there. Fans, I think, would agree. Now that match at Calgary went for Jeff C's way. They gave up the first goal. They did not look great to start. All of a sudden, Forge tie it. Uh, thanks to Pasias, Becker gives them the lead, and now Forge FC um, ends up coming out with three points. And that was what the fourth win of their six-game winning streak that they're on now. I mean, they've won six in a row. They have won nine of their last 11 league matches. This club is hot, and they're only going to get better for... I mean, this is just a club that gets stronger as time goes on. I mean, anytime you give Bobby Smirniotis more and more time to prepare his club and to, to just tinker with some things and to try some things out and discover more things about his club and the individual players on his team. Um, and even individually players are getting better. This club is getting stronger as the year goes on. And there's no signs of that letting up. Not only are they getting healthier now, we're going to hear from Bobby actually shortly because this, the lineup's getting healthier, which could be scary for the rest of the league. The addition of Jordan Hamilton, who's still trying to find his legs with forge 
Um, you assume he's going to play a bigger role in matches coming up here. You have the big six now. I've referred to them before. Borges, Pasias, Schwanier, Welshman, Hamilton, Campbell. That is some six. Welshman looks to still be banged up. I'm not sure what his status will be for Friday. Uh, but, you know, Grant's been practicing. Um, even Daniel Crutzen, a, a guy that we haven't seen all season, he's getting much closer. So things are looking up for Forge, and that could spell bad news for the rest of the league, particularly Calvary, who really need three points in this matchup this weekend. Forge, 35 points. They are at the top of the table. They've played 17 matches. Second place, Pacific, 32 points. They're three points back at Forge. They've played one more game than Forge have. Atletico Ottawa, also at 32 points, playing 18 matches. And then there's Calvary in fourth place, 31 points. They're four points back of Forge, and they've played two more matches than Forge have. So in terms of the race for, if we are thinking these are the top two clubs, in the league, maybe not just by looking at the standings, but a lot of a lot of people around the league will say these are probably the top two clubs, just in terms of when you just factor everything in. Um, Forge has clearly got the inside track on home field advantage throughout the postseason. A lot of work to do, but things are looking good if you're a Forge fan with just, um, what, 11 more matches left for Forge FC. Calvary have another thing to worry about. They're in fourth with 31 points, but they can't necessarily focus too much on Forge because they lost to Valor in their last matchup. Valor is now five points back of Calvary with a match in hand. So they are nipping at the heels of Calvary FC who cannot afford to drop more points, especially at home. All right, before we go to Todd Saloff from the uh, Calgary Sun, Calgary Herald, sports editor there, covers Calvary FC. We're going to talk and get to know uh, Calvary a little more. Um, always great to have Todd on. Before we do that, though, let's check in with Bobby Smirniotis on a couple of things that I thought were interesting. Um, the health of his squad and just also some of the things... Uh, that Forger looked to do against Calvary and some of the challenges uh, they're up against. Here's Bobby Smirniotis. Yeah, uh, looking ahead to uh, to Calvary, I think, uh, you know, we've had a good game there a couple of weeks ago. Um, I believe it was two weeks ago with a, with a good result there. And, you know, you're going into into a place that's traditionally a, a tough place to play. We've had good success there in, in the past. I think uh, the biggest challenge you have is you have a team uh, that's got their back to the wall. You know, they've, uh, they've lost four of... Four or five, they need to get on the uh, on the right side of uh, of the win column. So we expect a team that's going to be fighting from the first minute to the last, and I think that will make it a very interesting game. I think for us, we just need to to stick to our football, our game plan. We did that very well in our last uh, visit there, um, but I expect a team that's going to going to be out there, uh, you know, given uh, everything they got to to make sure they come out on the right end of this game. Yeah, for the most part, uh, you know, today we started off uh, training and. Uh, it was the first time in a while we had all uh, 23 players, uh, you know, in the first parts of training. So everyone is coming along well. Um, Johnny Grant is in is in full training. Um, you know, the only guys who are uh, a little bit partially out are still Daniel Crutzen and Chris Nanko. Um, but we expect in the next few weeks for them to be fully integrated into training as well. Yeah, and if you want more, Bobby, um, extended interview with Coach from a couple days ago is available now behind the beard. Um, that is available wherever you get, however you get your Forge content via podcast, YouTube, social media, wherever that may be. Also this week, focus on Forge. 
uh, made its return, Abu Sissoko and his family's push for clean and accessible water in in uh, Mali, where Abu was born. So great content there as well. So check check that out. All right, Todd Zaloff joining us covering Cavalry FC. Let's get to know the opponent a little more. The sports editor at the Calgary Herald and Calgary Sun covering Calvary FC. Todd, it's only been a couple weeks. How you doing? It's uh, doing okay. Yeah, hold hold on. Uh, watching some some pretty good uh, some pretty good footy lately. It's 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 been a it's been an interesting season. Yeah, it has. And we did only speak, I think, less than two weeks ago. Now um, yeah. the schedule, the way it is, Forge making the trip back to Calvary. The last time Forge was there, it did go their way. Um, Calvary got the opening goal. What's been, I guess, what's been the feeling there since that match? I think I feel like that was one of those matches that maybe could have turned things for the worst. If if you're Calvary, I guess I guess perhaps I think uh, we we said at the time I was saying at the time you know Calvary was on a bit of a of a lull and having some issues, and they still are right now, but. Uh, um, they kind of helped themselves out with a win against Edmonton, which just seems to come easy for them, anyways. So they've never been beaten by 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 Edmonton. So that game, that that Forge game, yeah. If it had, if it had, I think it would have really done them a lot of good to win that game. Uh, is it going to hurt them going forward? Not sure it will. I think they'll find their way. I. I I just think that uh, everybody goes through these swoons. Uh, you know, Forge uh, Forge had some tough times at the beginning of the year, but they mm-hmm. uh, what they're on like a they're on like a major win streak right now, right? Yeah, they are. And that match was interesting too because I thought you know Calvary started really strong and then just they they just kind of I don't know Forge picked it up. Maybe a combination of Forge picking it up and Calvary maybe uh, dipping a bit uh, in their play. So when you look at the table now, you know they're in fourth place. Valor, that matchup with Valor was pretty big, right? Because Valor really needed that one. That one hurt. That's the one that if 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 there's going to be an issue, that's the one that there's going to be an issue. I mean, Valor's coming up the ranks here pretty strong, but again, I mean, teams go through these swoons and they go through these these uh, long stretches where they have some some uh, winning streaks. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, one of the top four likely the way this season's gone, one of the top four now is probably going to have drop a little bit so we'll see what happens there yeah you mentioned that the i think we talked about this last time and um the battle of alberta hasn't quite been much of a battle and you alluded to it early when you said i mean edmonton hasn't won at all what do you think though i mean would that would that rivalry just help in, in you know maybe the interest goes gets up a little more in edmonton if that rivalry's there um it, it'd be good for both sides i would Think. Do you think that would do a lot for for football in Alberta if if those two can maybe at least get some competitive matches in? I, I think it would, but I think Edmonton just needs to win. It doesn't matter who they're who they're beating or who they're winning. I mean, I, I think we mentioned on the, the last podcast as well. I, I I feel for Edmonton because they seem like they've been that team uh, throughout the many many years of, of of football and footy in this in this country has kind of kept it together and always had a franchise doing something, uh, you know, at, at the lower levels. And yet now they're struggling and it's, it'd be, be sad to see a team that you can consider kind of a pioneer into the, mm-hmm. into the TPL 
uh, have the issues that they have. I don't think it matters whether they beat Calgary or not. I mean, a lot of people say, oh, yeah, the rivalry, as long as you beat Calgary. No, they need wins. They need wins any way they can get them. They need success somehow. And they just don't seem to ever get it. And it's, it's you know, I mean, like, you look at Ottawa. Like last year, they were there, they were at the bottom of the league. Now they're right at the top of the league. You look at, uh, at uh, other teams who've had pro- issues in the past, and now they're up, they're, you know, rising. Edmonton's got to rise. They have to rise soon or else there's going to be some real issues up there. I, they may have already lost the fan base up there, and I hope that's not the case. Yeah, no, I, it's it's one of it, the league is small enough now where you're kind of rooting for every club, you know, even rivals, because every the more strong clubs you have, the better it is for the, the league as a whole. It's not to sound corny, but this whole like we're all in this together type thing. It's still in play with the Canadian Premier League because we're, we want to see the league grow. Yeah, and, Cal- and, and when you talk about Calvary, there's already this big rivalry with with Forge. There's already right. this this big rivalry with with uh, uh, Pacific FC. I mean, those are two huge rivals for them. And you, you may not even consider in 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 in, in Hamilton. I, I'm not even sure you would consider uh, <laughs> consider the rivalry with Cavalry as being something big because you always beat us in the you always beat this team in the uh, when it counts. So. So to me, that's not really much of a rivalry. It's you are our nemesis. That's what it is. It's we can't beat you when it matters. So so I'm not sure there's a rivalry per se there. It's it, on paper. Yes, it is. But it's kind of like the whole thing stemming back to did the Ottawa Senators and the Toronto Maple Leafs have a rivalry for years? Not really, because Toronto handled them all the time. What were people in Toronto saying? We don't care about Ottawa. Shoot, go away. Right, yeah, so. I can. I was on the. I'm on the Bruins side of the Habs Bruins rivalry, and I can tell you, it wasn't much of a rivalry for a while there with Montreal. So I, I, I get exactly what you're saying. Um, and you know, the rivalry with Forge and York hasn't quite been there because York hasn't played in a ton of uh, meaningful matches either. Uh, it's you know, Forge. The last time they played, you know, talking to to Bobby Smirniotis and and Kyle Becker and talking about this rivalry with Calvary and they, they played it down. Like it's not a big deal. It's just another match, but that was the first time they had been there since winning a title. And after Forge took the lead in that game and Becker scored the goal, the wave to the fans, the, you feel like there is a little more there than what they're letting on that. The rivalry is still pretty hot. I mean, Becker is just a cavalry killer. right? (laughs) So I mean, he can say what he wants, really, and and get away with it because he backs it up every time he plays. And he can, if he wants to, just say, "Hey, you know what? They're just it's just another game. It's just another team." I don't believe that. I don't think anybody believes that. But the guy can say what he wants. He does everything he wants, and is always a a factor in these games. Can you talk a little bit about the Calvary, the lineup this season? Um, some notable players have, have been missing. I don't know. You know, there are roster restrictions in this league that hamper coaches a lot of the time. Do you, has Calvary really been affected, do you think, but by some of the, the injuries and the departures? Well, I don't, you know, I think, I think it was, to me, Calvary last year had a tough time with chemistry. They didn't really, they made a wholesale change with a lot of their, with a, their lineup. And I think it took them a year really till this year to, to kind of get on the same page, at least offensively and defensively. They they've, they've been, they've been uh, pretty good about it as well. I think last year's departures were a bigger deal than this year's departures. Uh, guys losing guys like Zator, um, 
you know, Ledgerwood's gone this year. That's a big deal mm. because he's a big game dude in the middle of the middle of the field. And yeah, okay, he's he's the real big loss departure uh, um, as far as a departure goes. As far as as offense goes, they've got much much. They've got more boots. They've got they've got better strikers. Uh, there's there's guys that can be counted a lot more. I mean, you bring in guys like. Uh, um, uh, you know, you've got more out of this year out of Moosey and, mm-hmm. and Joe Mason. Um, when Peppel was in, he was great. I mean, the loss of Peppel hurts right now because they're still, they, he was on such a hot string uh, that they're really, really trying to to uh, uh, find his boots and try who, who can replace him. But generally, you know what? Their offense is better. There's more, there's more chemistry there. If you're, if, you know, Fraser Aird is not in the lineup, that's a big loss for them. Um, when they get uh, uh, Meyer Bevan back, that's another guy who's going to be a big deal. And he was huge when he came in this year. So his addition was great. I don't think that the departures have hurt them that much this year. Last year, maybe more so. This year, they've got the chemistry. And I think uh, I think the additions have really helped them up front, especially up front. You know, it's funny because they, they a lot of uh, Calvary's offense this year, you know, they, they've they've done a lot of damage on set pieces. And it's something Ford has talked about each time they've played against Calvary this year. I mean, is it something, are, are you seeing it in training? Is it something this team really puts an emphasis on is, is working on their corners and their direct free kicks and, and things like that? They certainly work on it in training. That, there's no doubt about it, but I mean, more so than that, it's, it's, it's the guys who, t- it's, it's the specific guys who know exactly where to put the ball, uh, mm. you know, when they're with those set pieces, Jose Escalante for one, uh, Ben Fisk for another, uh, the new guy, Roberto uh, Alarcon, seems to be able to to put it in the right place as well. Ellie Musi, Musi. I mean, they they just there's so many of them. They've got they've got four or five guys that can take set pieces that absolutely know how to deliver the ball and put it in the place for their guys to get to. And you know the 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 thing is is they the the guys who get into position. A guy like Karifa Yao, he he stands head, heads and tails above everybody. He's a defender who moves up into that box and and that's where he he scores a. A, a ton of, of of big goals for these guys, and he's a defender. I mean, it just it, they just there's it's it's his height, it's his ability to direct the ball in. Uh, Ali Musi scored a, a beautiful redirect the other day, and, they, and Joe Mason the other day as well. I mean, it's they're 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 there, and it just seems to be the delivery is solid every time. Yeah, I, uh, Klomp has two goals as a defender. Trafford has a goal. Yao has a goal, as as you mentioned. So to get four goals from your from your back line. It's pretty good. And it comes from, like you said, just putting the ball in the right place and being in the right place at the right time. Something I'm sure Ford's going to try and focus on uh, defending. Either way, we should be in for a good one. Again, Friday out in... Um, actually, I was going to ask you too. Soccer, yeah. we've talked about soccer um, and, and the appetite for cavalry and the sport in general. What about the youth, the, the lower, the semi-pro leagues, the youth leagues, uh, women's soccer? Is it a sport that's growing in general in that part of the country? I would say it is, but I think if you, uh, uh, I'm one of these guys who goes back a, a number of decades, and uh, every year I've heard that uh, oh, soccer's on the increase and soccer's on the rise, and so and I've heard that for 40 years or 50 years back when I was a little tyke playing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? It's it, it, sure, it might be on the rise. It's always on the rise. It always seems to be. It's is it the fastest growing? Not sure. I'm I'm not the guy who takes the data points off of that. Uh, um, so I will always say that yeah, no, it's it's always strong. There's no doubt about it. Um, is it has it uh, gotten a little more awareness in the last few years because of cavalry? Absolutely. There's no doubt about that. And 
and it's helping, uh, you know, the, the Foothills team here, the, the women's team here. Um, it's really helping them uh, to get a little bit more uh, publicity and, and stuff. But that, you know, Tommy had that Foothills team going before he got here. Tommy Wilden Jr., the head coach, gaffer for, for Cavalry, he had that program up and running and successful and did something with it. It's why he's in the, in the you know, in the top shelf of, of, of the domestic soccer league now. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, so it's, I think it's, has always had a strong foothold here, at least in the last 10, 15 years. And uh, now Cavalry is just giving it a little more awareness. Yeah. Well, it's great stuff. Foothills County, the, uh, the, the place, uh, the destination this, this weekend for Forge and Calvary. Uh, Todd, again, thanks so much. I'm sure we'll, we got another match, so I'm sure we'll talk again. Sounds good, Anthony. Anytime. Second matchup between Calvary and Forge in just a couple of weeks. Calvary, the home side again. Forge looking for another three points like they did last time. Make sure you check back. And um, not only are we going to have your three keys to the match, we'll get more in-depth tactically with Forge and how they can beat Calvary. And um, after the match, don't forget, the match in review will be available However, wherever you get your Forge content, whether it's podcast, YouTube, social media, it's everywhere. Make sure you get it. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Forge FC is ready for their upcoming match. Simply stunning stuff. Let's get you up to date with Anthony Urcioli and Match Day Preview on the Forge Audio Network.